the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280, The Patriot, WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Update on the vaccination process. Goal is to have all adults eligible for vaccination by May 1st. However, as some states have raced to offer the vaccine to ever larger groups, the surge in demand has been too big to handle. Vaccine supplies have been insufficient or unpredictable. Websites have crashed and phone lines jammed, leading to confusion and frustration, and a smaller share of the population actually getting vaccinated. But states taking a more methodical approach have done better. Hawaii, for instance, had the lowest percentage of people eligible, yet ranked eighth in percentage who'd received a shot. Connecticut also ranked lower in eligibility, but fourth in administering shots. I'm Ben Thomas. Biden administration scrambling to find the answers as migrants surge across the U.S.-Mexico border. Homeland Security says it's working to get things under control. This is SRN News. This is AM 1280, The Patriot, celebrating 20 years on air. Brad Carlson here. Happy 20th anniversary, AM 1280, The Patriot. Hey, it's Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm proud and thankful to be on the air because it's easy to feel like you're all alone as a conservative in a place like the Twin Cities. I just want you to know you're not. Catch the Northern Alliance Radio Network live every Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 3. You are tuned in to AM 1280, The Patriot Weather for today. We got high of 63, partly sunny and breezy, moving into a low of 40 for tonight with a slight chance of showers. Tomorrow, partly sunny and a high of 53, moving into a low of 46 and a higher chance of rain at 80%. Visit am1280thepatriot.com now to nominate a hometown hero, then complete up to 30 acts of kindness for additional entries in our annual kindness challenge. If you win, one, we'll cover you and your hero's car payments for a year, or two, gift you both $12,000 towards a new car. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Wait, that's not Brad Carlson. Yeah, I'm Mitch Berg. Normally heard Saturdays on the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Brad Carlson off on assignment today. He'll be back next Sunday, as per usual. Of course, he was he joined us uh, yesterday as the new guy on the block for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, having been on the show only nine years and ten months. He's the new kid on the block. Joining all the rest of us who have been on this show for the last 17 years to talk about, well, the last 17 years. As we celebrate AM 1280, the Patriots' 20th anniversary as a conservative talk station here in the Twin Cities. And we're all sincerely looking forward to at least 20 more. Heck, on days like today, I think I'm up to probably 30. I I could commit to 30 or 40 right now. Uh, So, by the way, one of the reasons that, that I feel this energy to do this is because we have a huge boot to lift off of Minnesota's collective neck uh, here right now. We have a governor who has and and trying to explain this to people on the left, which is pretty much everybody in the Twin Cities. Sometimes it feels like it uh, to explain that that a governor declaring himself the ruler the sole arbiter of all power in the state of Minnesota because of an of, of an emergency whose parameters are known, whose effects are understood, and whose remedy is 
well underway between herd immunity and vaccinations. The idea that a governor can declare himself or herself an autocrat to to deal with an emergency that is no longer an emergency should be not only seen as absolutely obnoxious to every free citizen in our society, but as, as Orwell put it, a boot on people's neck forever. Someone needs to get that boot off of the people's neck. Uh, the legislature, well, controlled just enough by enough Democrats and DFLers in this state to keep that from happening from right now, which leaves us to the courts, which brings us to my next guest from uh, the Interchange Wine and Coffee Bistro in Albert Lee, Minnesota. I am joined by Lisa Hansen. Uh, Lisa, welcome to the show today. Hey, thanks so much. It's great to be here, Mitch. Thanks for having me on. It, uh, it's more than my pleasure. You were you were highly recommended by our good friend Walter Hudson uh, on this subject, which is near and dear to all of us, which is bringing freedom back to a state that is really run by someone with not much less power than, I don't know, Mussolini or Francisco Franco at this point. Uh, first of all, tell us a little bit about, uh, about Interchange Wine and Coffee uh, Bistro and the situation you have found yourself in in this last year down in Albert Lee. Yeah, okay. Tell you a little bit about who we are. Um, We've been in Albert Lee now for about seven years as uh, the interchange, and we're just a great little venue in the historical downtown part of Albert Lee in this great historical Jacobson building that's uh, been around for over 100 years. And uh, we do do coffee. We specialize in in coffee and uh, specialize in sandwiches and uh, uh, some, you know, pastries and wine and beer and some other, you know, great, great eats there at the interchange. Um, Kind of a great, great venue. We do live music. Uh, We offer space for events, all kinds of events. And it's just, like I said, just a great place to, to visit and come and hang out, whether it be a business meeting or, you know, getting together with your with your uh, that special someone, or or you know just uh, the girls hanging out, whatever. It's been a, it's been a great place. It's been a great uh, great seven years. Um, it's a small town coffee shop. I think I think every small town is lucky yeah. to have that kind of place. We have a few of those in my hometown as well. I one of them anyway. That uh, sounds very familiar to me. So the kind of place any main street needs. So th- this is the kind of place. Yeah. It, it, it sounds lovely. I'll have to, someday when I'm in Albert Lee, I'll pop by and, uh, and and grab a jolt here. So it's been a year since we've had a state of emergency. Tell us what the state of emergency has done for the interchange, uh, Lisa Hansen. Well, um, not done any good, that's for sure. Right. Um, you know, we just like everybody else, and, and, and that's, you know, that's the thing I, I always stress is I realize that it's not just us. Uh, we certainly are not in this predicament by ourselves. This is statewide. Um, this situation is vast, right, across our state. So we have obviously, you know, when we were first shut down back in March of 2020, um, it's incredible, right? That it's yeah. been over over a year. Um, you know, we're a 95% dine-in restaurant, <laughs> and yeah. when you turn the dine-in off immediately, uh, we lost all but maybe five percent of our business overnight, right? Wow. And uh, of course, then with the pandemic and you know a lot of a lot of us folks, most everybody, the population being afraid, uh, not knowing what's going on, what is this? Is you know, uh, do we do we have to be concerned and and all of that? You know, that of course affects your business too. So we virtually lost all of our business overnight, and that two weeks didn't end in two weeks. That flattened the curve. Two weeks of being shut down did not end. So, you know, as a business, Mitch, we, we did everything that we could possibly do. As a business owner, you're, you know, you're creative and you're entrepreneurial in spirit generally. And so we started doing everything we could do, not only to cut our expenses, but also, also to inc- try to increase revenue in, in different capacities so that we could survive this, right? So we right. added uh, DoorDash. We added, um, you know, online uh, service um, otherwise and Obviously, we were doing curbside pickup, um, delivery, uh, and, and I mentioned DoorDash as well. So we did everything that we could do to try to maintain and survive, you know, like a lot of other businesses did. 
Um, we, we, there's no way we could have survived as long as we did without, um, you know, some, uh, some supports as as far as like the PPP and some local grants. We did take advantage of those, even though I despise having to take any government help, right? Because we're business people and we can do this. We're hard workers and we always find a way. Yeah. um, and and that, by the way, right there is something that, uh, independent of your story, that's one of the things that I've been saying for ever since the, the, the two weeks to flatten the curve phase ended and when we started to figure out what COVID was really about, I, along with an awful lot of people who feel kind of like foreigners here in Minneapolis and St. Paul, said business people can't survive if they kill off their customers. Business people like yourself, especially people in the hospitality business, are, are have a great interest in, in keeping their customers alive so they can come back and keep buying stuff and, and, and consuming the coffee and so forth. And had this government just given information to small business people about how to protect their customers and said, go forth, try not to spread the disease and, and, and get yourself back in business, this economy in this state, like it has in many other states, States like the Dakotas, like Florida, like Texas, will be back up and on its feet right now. But that's just not what the state of Minnesota has been doing. Uh, Lisa, uh, we, you, you described a couple of things that government has done: the PPP loans, the subsidies, the the basically the the, the paychecks to prop up the business while business is gutted. Uh, what what's your been your opinion of the rest? of government's response, especially when it comes to small business and its ability to do business in this pandemic, Lisa Hansen? Oh, my gosh, absolutely way too much control. I I mean, look at where we're at. You know, I I, gosh, I I hope people could. I know there's a lot of us with eyes wide open, right? We see it. There's so many people that don't see it. So many of the comments and uh, um, responses that I have received have been positive, but then there's that other group that, you know, they just don't get it. They just don't understand. Um, when government takes control, you know, of small business, um, there's no more small business. Right. <laughs> First of all, number one, government doesn't know how to run small business successfully. Government doesn't know how to run successfully, period. So we don't need, gov- we don't need government getting involved in our help. We're smart people, right? I've said that from day one. Let us make let us make the uh, careful uh, decisions for our clientele and our clientele. You know, we never force them to walk through our doors. Right. If, if they don't want to come in, they don't have to come in. If they're afraid, if they're afraid of getting the virus, they don't have to come in. You know, if they if they're afraid of that, uh, 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 they don't want to come in without a mask. If they want to wear a mask, well, wear your mask. Yeah. But we're smart people, right? We can make these health decisions. For ourselves, yeah. When has the government ever been? When has the government ever cared about you and me so much that they're going to make great health decisions for us? Well, even if you uh, don't assume that they're they, even if you assume some basic level of competence and and, and knowledge and empathy with small business people, you have to deal. R- r- I mean, and I know you do realize this because that's why we're talking today, Lisa Hansen. Uh, that is, we're talking about a government in the state of Minnesota full of people who have never worked in the private sector, who have never made a payroll who've never had to try and put together an actual business plan and succeed on Main Street any place in Minnesota. These people are people who have worked in government and the nonprofit industrial and the legal complexes throughout their careers here. And that's that brings us to your story. Now, as you, as you pointed out, uh, Lisa Hansen, uh, government has exerted a whole lot of control and not a whole lot of empathy with our entrepreneurial class. Uh, you, in particular, have decided to take action about that. You've launched uh, by by the uh, Albert Lee newspapers count four different lawsuits against uh, government officials from Freeborn County all the way up to and including Governor Clink. I'm sorry, Governor Waltz. Uh, just <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about the suits in a moment. But what what if anything was the straw that broke the camel's back, or was it just a moment where you said this is too much? You got to hit back. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, You know, again, I think a lot of us business owners are entrepreneurial minded people um, um, are are liberty minded. Right. We we enjoy our freedoms in this country. We want to open businesses and run them successfully. And we don't want people telling us how to how to do things. We're good. We're good people. And we do things. We do things according to the law, et cetera. I mean, the real law. (laughs) Right. Et cetera, et cetera. So. 
So it came to the point we got shut down. Um, we really didn't survive. We ended up, you know, um, uh, really barely making it. Um, we decided, hey, if there's a second in- indoor dining shutdown, we're not going to we're not going to go along with it because we cannot afford to do a second one. We're out of money. We're out of funds. We spent everything and a whole lot more than what we had, you know, in our own little nest egg. Um, besides all of the, you know, the the loans and, and all that other um, the other the other things that we were awarded. Okay, so it came to the second shutdown in November, middle mid November, yep. and the governor said, "I'm going to shut them down again." And it how how do you know where where do you go from there? So. So we did actually comply at first, believe it or not. Yep. We're not sure why we did it from the beginning. There was a there was a coalition, uh, Reopen Minnesota. I'm sure you, you're familiar. Reopen Minnesota Coalition. Yep. They they got together. They said, let's put a plan together and help all the business people open back up um, fully on December 16th. We took advantage of that. We opened back up um, after being shut down for about a month um, on the inside fully December 16th. Because here's what it came down to, Mitch. It came down to, basically, I already said it. We either we either open up fully so we can maybe, maybe survive this, or we shut down permanently. Those were our two choices. And the empire so struck back after one that. One more shot. Absolutely. And, and we'll come back to that. We have to take a break right now. Uh, by the way, uh, we're talking with Lisa Hansen of Interchange Wine and Coffee Bistro and Albert Lee, who is uh, filed four lawsuits in Freeborn County District Court against everyone from Albert Lee's city attorney all the way up to Governor Waltz. We'll talk about that and much more, as well as take your phone calls if you're curious. Uh, talking with Lisa Hansen, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? And don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Uh, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us at radio.com, but considering how easy it is to do, we'll keep it simple, too. Listen to The Patriot on the free radio.com app. This is Dennis Prager, along with my fellow host, Mike Gallagher. We both want to invite you to join us for a trip of a lifetime to the Holy Land this October 27th to November 5th. I've been all over the world, but I can never get enough of the great state of Israel. You will be amazed and inspired in your faith. Dennis and I have planned every detail, minute by minute, of this trip to make sure you have the best experience possible. We're confident by October our trip will be safe, especially because Israel is the leading country in the world in COVID. Vaccinations. Join us as we sail on the Sea of Galilee in boats that are replicas of the ones Jesus sailed in with his disciples. Walk the steps of the old city of Jerusalem and join us for a Shabbat service that will reenact the old traditions. It's something you'll never forget. Go to StandWithIsraelTour.com to reserve your spot or call 855-565-5519. That's StandWithIsraelTour.com. Aren't you ready to travel again? We are. So come join us. Hi, Paul Rubin here from the White Bear Lake Superstore, Buick GMC, and I'm honored to announce that we've partnered with AM 1280 The Patriot to bring you the Pledge of Allegiance Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m. We feel it's very important to bring the pledge back to the forefront of our daily lives. Each day, a local veteran, an active service member, or a first responder will proudly recite the pledge to kick off our day and honor our country. Tune in at 7.30, and God bless America. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Pressure pumps and parts to get the job done. Pro pressure washers and the Arctic steamer. Our service and selection is second to none. Professional quality from the proven leader. American Pressure, INC.com. American Pressure. Spray it, don't say it. 
in an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. If you have questions for Lisa Hansen, proprietor of the Interchange Wine and Coffee Bistro in Albert Lee, uh, if passing through on 35, stop by, grab a cup. Uh, you'll definitely need it for the rest of the drive to Des Moines. Believe me, I know. I think that's what brought me to, Des- uh, to Albert Lee in the first place. Anyway, Lisa Hansen, uh, you, in, in response to the excessive government control, like a lot of Minnesotans, especially entrepreneurs, have been waiting, hopefully, and in vain for the legislature to do something about Governor Waltz's emergency powers and the empowerment of the rest of the bureaucracy in this state to to squat all over businesses like your, like your own throughout the state of Minnesota. Since the legislature can't do anything, it remains for the courts to impose some checks and balances on the legislative and executive branches here. You filed four lawsuits, uh, I believe, this past week uh, in Freeborn County Courts. Tell us a little bit about the lawsuits and what you hope to accomplish by those uh, lawsuits, Lisa Hansen. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot going on right now with those lawsuits. We actually have uh, filed uh, over uh, served served over twenty people. Um, excuse me, over over twenty people. Yes, with over thirty different civil different and same civil uh, suits. So we got a whole lot going on right now, um, not to mention, of course, now, and now I'm plaintiff, obviously, on those lawsuits, but I'm still, you know, I've still got some uh, I'm in litigation on the uh, charges against me. Um, so basically um, what we are proving, um, looking to prove in a court of law and alleging is that everything that has been done against these businesses, as far as uh, these uh, executive orders, um, are illegal. Um, they're unlawful mandates, and so it's all based on fraud. Is it's kind of the the uh, the uh, uh, I guess quick way to say it, but um, based on fraud, there is nowhere there is nowhere in our laws that allows our governor to make law, and there's been a lot of confusion over that. Um, but again, it, it is it, the law, the edicts, the mandates, the laws, whatever you want to call them. And it's important to call them the right thing because they are not laws. So these, these illegal or unlawful mandates um, are we got to we got to stomp on them. We got to stand up and we got to say this is not right and make our case. And that's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, and here's here's hoping the courts see it that way because the the idea that a government governor can declare an emergency and just never say we're out of the emergency should terrify absolutely everybody. Even if you are one of those people who stays up at night worrying about whether you're going to catch COVID, uh, and believe me, I've I've got vulnerable adults in my family. Uh, it's so, so it's not something I don't take seriously, and nonetheless. The idea that government can just say, yeah, we think we're going to run everything by decree or edict or proclamation. It's all the same thing uh, for until we get tired of it. And they never get tired of it, as we've seen, uh, should right. terrify absolutely everyone who who has ever paid attention to what America is supposed to be about. So I imagine you're getting some widely varying responses from people both around Albert Lee and around Minnesota, Lisa Hansen. What are you hearing from your neighbors and fellow business people up and down uh, Main Street in Albert Lee? Well, um, you know, we're hearing both sides of it. We're hearing support. And then, you know, we're also getting the, the, the you know, the negative side that, uh, you know, what, what are you doing? You got to follow the mandates. You got, you know, you should be shut down because you didn't follow the mandates and whatnot. But, Let's focus more on the positive. You know, there's a lot. You're yes. exactly right. This is a, is a tyrannical governor um, who is, is taking advantage of the people of Minnesota. Um, yeah, I get it. There's, there's some things to be concerned about here. But again, we're smart people and we need to be able to make these decisions for ourselves. We are not ruled by a king, even though he thinks he may be a, he, he may think he's a king. He's not a king. We still have our constitution to stand on, okay? We have unalienable constitutional rights that give us freedoms and liberties as individuals. 
and we must. And here's what I here's what I want to say, Mitch. I, I want I want to impress this on everybody listening today. Please, please get it by yourself or get a hold of a pocket constitution. But read the constitution, read the Bill of Rights, read the Declaration of Independence, learn these things. And I'll be the very first to admit. I did not know my Constitution and these other uh, documents as nearly as well as I should have. I did not understand common law. I did not understand my rights, liberties, and freedoms as an American uh, citizen that lives, lives in this country. Now I'm learning. Believe me, I'm learning. I'm learning yeah. a lot. So it's time for everybody to start doing your homework and start uh, learning the Constitution, what your rights and freedoms are, because they're taking away, they're taking them away from us, and they'll continue to do this until we stand up and say no. Be able to be able to stand up and say no. You've got to understand what the Constitution says. It's actually a, a fairly simple read. So get, a, get the Constitution, get a copy of it, and get it read. It's a fairly simple read, and of course it gets modified by every other level of legislature and, and court in the country. But the fact that there has been a big open gap in Minnesota law left for the governor to declare emergencies, a gap that has been closed in other states by smarter legislatures that rightly assumed that not every person who got elected governor would act with integrity and act uh, in the spirit that the Constitution intended, which is what's happened in Minnesota. I mean, you go to Wisconsin and previous legislatures and courts were uh, previous legislatures were smart enough to put guardrails on what the governor could do in an emergency. And current Wisconsin courts were honest and had enough integrity to enforce those laws on the governor of Wisconsin. The Minnesota state constitution was written with the assumption that all governors of Minnesota, being good Minnesotans, would have integrity and would really be freedom-loving people at heart, no matter what party they were from. And this last year has shown that not to be the case. And so uh, God bless you, by the way, uh, Lisa Hansen, with your lawsuit. And and here's hoping that you have the effect that, that we need, which is an injunction on these emergency powers and hopefully some damages against the public officials you are suing. Uh, and, and, and by the way, I, we'll, we can discuss more of that in a moment here. But uh, the idea that, that we need at the legis- first at the legal level, on the legislative level, to put some guardrails and, and enforce them on the governor. Uh, so that they can't just say it's an emergency until we say it's not anymore and we can do whatever we want to your life because I'm a governor. That's what has right. to get done here. And and hopefully Absolutely. your lawsuit is a, is a well, much needed step uh, on the way towards this. So here's the big question, Lisa Hansen, uh, proprietor of the Interchange uh, Coffee and Wine Bistro in downtown Albert Lee, a place I will no doubt stop for coffee in the near future. How can people in the listening audience here and nationwide help you in your quest to to try and uh, sue the state of Minnesota into some sort of integrity? Yeah, thank you. We need a whole lot of help. Uh, Check us out at BeTheInterchange.com. Brand new website. We're just in the process of uh, really building that out. But BeTheInterchange.com. Also, uh, they can go to, we have a GoFundMe currently that uh, for the interchange, uh, take, check that out. We, we, this is very, very expensive. We need a lot of funds to be able to do this for the, for the nation, for, the, for Minnesota, for the nation. This is not about the interchange only. This is not about Lisa Hansen. Absolutely uh, about our freedoms and liberties as a country. Um, also, check out the nationalactiontaskforce.org. That's actually national hyphen taskforce.org. They're the group that we are working with that are doing a beautiful job uh, as far as uh, helping us in uh, a legal fashion. So check it all out. Uh, Love to talk to you some other time about the uh, arrest warrant uh, that's out there uh, uh, active against me right now and um, fill in some more of what's going on with our with our uh, fight. Oh, wow. So, and, and this relates to, and by the way, I mean, we, we do need to talk about this some more because we barely scratched the surface of all the machinations going on in Albert Lee and Freeborn County. You are, have a particular battle to fight against the city and against the city prosecutor, one Kelly Martinez here, who apparently is, 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 is taking things to the mats here. Uh, Lisa Hansen, we're going to need another stretch of time to talk about this here in the near future. Can you keep us up to date on this? And we'll definitely get you on the air again as this uh, as this drama proceeds. Sounds great. We'd love to do it. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, if people are 
heading on their way to Des Moines and direly need coffee as much as everyone else driving south of Owatonna does on that drive, having done it many times. Uh, where can people go to uh, to get a cup of coffee and some of the other goodies at the interchange? Uh, I'd love to, I'd love to have you stop by, uh, and this is part of the rest of the story. Mitch is uh, we are actually closed right now, oh. hoping to be able to open up soon. But yeah, yeah, that's we didn't even scratch the surface. Is right. <laughs> oh man, we'll book another hour to talk about this as things develop. Uh, Lisa Hansen, best of luck getting open. Best of luck uh, turning the tables on the local bureaucracy, and best of luck bringing some uh, integrity, accountability, and responsibility to democracy and the Constitution to this pack of of buffoons that uh, half of Minnesota elected. Thanks. God bless you, and uh, best of luck. Let's talk again soon. Stay in touch, okay? Thanks so much, Mitch. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, the pleasure's all mine, and uh, and uh, we will definitely post the links to, to everything uh, when I get a moment here uh, after the show at shotinthedark.info in case you didn't miss it. When we come back, much more than Narn when we return. Northern Alliance AM 1280, The Patriot. I should have done it sooner. That's a comment heard often from satisfied patients at INeedMoreHair.com. Dennis Prager here. If you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss, go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what they're doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free and the results are amazing. You'll be under the care of some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in the country. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including notable Hollywood personalities a full head of hair they can do the same for you their technique is so advanced that their results are guaranteed in writing and their prices are the best in the business if you have hair loss don't put this off another day contact i need at their office in egan for your free consultation experience you can trust prices you can afford today is the day to get a permanent solution to your hair loss at i need the following is a paid announcement. The advertiser was paid a marketing fee for a digital campaign. Please make sure to review our disclaimer on our report page. Investors, listen up. Movement towards a cashless and decentralized economy are set to take a big leap forward in the coming years. And you can be in on the forefront of the red-hot crypto and digital payment market when you text the word PAY to 48542. Right now, investors are in a feeding frenzy, stepping on each other's heads to throw money at the next promising fintech company. The consensus is that holding digital assets unlock a massive opportunity for your investments in 2021. Text the word PAY to 48542 now to get up-to-the-minute information on this market with your free research from Avid Market Reports today. E-payment technology using crypto and other currencies means that the market will finally be able to realize the potential of cryptocurrencies to the average consumer. And that's huge. Text the word PAY to 48542 to get this vital information delivered directly to your mobile device with your free research from Market Reports today. Text PAY to 48542. Text the word PAY to 48542. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and -and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your free free author's guide to publishing don't wait another day take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print you've already written a book so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to dorns publishing and get your free guide to publishing call right now 800-482-8399 800-482-8399 that's 800-482-8399 AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. The number to call. Uh, Longtime caller, uh, Vincent, had a question off the air during the uh, interview with Lisa Hansen, by the way, uh, asking if what Waltz is doing is constitutional. 
And this is this is a beef I have with a, a, a fair number of people who, and and uh, I, it's a beef I have, by the way. It, it transfers to a lot of different areas in, of civil liberty, and that is the idea that what the Constitution says in and of itself uh, is what defines the rules that government will enforce on you. And in a perfect world, that's exactly true. In a perfect world where everyone had read and absorbed the Federalist Papers and, and was uh, acted with integrity and with, a, with an idea towards, towards self-governance and, and, and basically acted like people in a libertarian government, uh, government uh, seminar class in, in, in the, at a university somewhere, uh, that uh, everything would be hunky-dory and the Constitution would be all we, we would need. And, of course, that is lamentably untrue. I mean, it's supposed to govern. The Constitution is supposed to govern uh, how we interact with each other towards self, with an aim towards self-government. That's how it's supposed to be. But there are other levels of law. There are state constitutions that refine the message of the federal constitution. They're not supposed to conflict with each other, but they can. Beyond that, there are innumerable state, federal laws, state statutes, local ordinances, any or all of which may at best refine and at worst uh, contradict the Constitution in some ways, or at least contradict your interpretation of the Constitution in some ways. For example, any law that impacts free speech, defamation law, for example, if you look at it the right way, is, is a repudiation of the First Amendment, except that it refers to defamatory speech. One person's defamation is another person person's trampling on the First Amendment. Uh, the most common example in my world as a Second Amendment activist is people who say, Second Amendment is my carry permit. Well, you can see it that way if you want, but if you live in the I don't know, roughly half of the states that don't uh, that, that haven't specifically adopted constitutional carry ordinances, you're going to wind up explaining that to a possibly unsympathetic judge in court if you live in a state that does, in fact, say, no, a, a document, a card, some sort of certificate issued by the state or the county or your city, heaven help you, is your, in fact, your carry permit. Something that exists within a framework set by the Second Amendment. But if you get pulled over, you're caught with a concealed handgun, even though you don't have a criminal record of any kind or anything that would disqualify you from having a carry permit, you never bothered to get the permit. And you go to court. If you stand up and say, my defense, Your Honor, is that the Second Amendment is my carry permit, they will respond to you. Well, no, actually, Minnesota statute 473.xxx is what defines how you carry firearms in public. And since you violated that law, feel free to file a, a challenge to that law and, and see if you can take it all the way up to the Supreme Court. It's going to cost you years and probably hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees to fight that test case. And you will wind up losing because one way or another, various levels of legislatures have said, yes, it is legal for lower governments to modify our approach to the Constitution. Now, it's uh, to, to, to the laws that are in the Constitution. That's I mean, that that's an unfortunate reality. And that's something we have to beat back as citizens, preferably in the legislature. Where, by the way, we ha will have the opportunity this year to get people to vote on a constitutional carry provision here in the state of Minnesota. There will be one. It, it didn't make it out of committee in the House, uh, but it will very likely wind up getting amended to an omnibus bill later on in the session here. And we will get House members voting on it and DFL outstate uh, outstate DFLers who vote against it may very well face an uphill battle this coming fall. And that will likely lead to more Republicans in the House, hopefully in 22, God willing, and or possibly Democrats uh, who living outstate need to in, <laughs> at least vote in keeping with the provisions in the Second Amendment and lead us to 
the Constitution actually being your carry permit in the state of Minnesota. Uh, likewise, the, the law in the state of Minnesota currently, by omission, allows the governor an insane amount of power under the color of a state of emergency, even though it's not really an emergency right now. Our ICUs are, are in hunky-dory shape. We are vaccinating people. We are approaching herd immunity one way or the other. And I don't think they even know how fast they're approaching it. Just because all of us who have had COVID have some level of immunity and or resistance. And there's a lot more of us out there than they know. Certainly a lot more of us out there than they want to study. Because, of course, that would make the emergency even less pressing. Anyway, I digress. Best of luck to Lisa Hansen. I'll be posting those links shortly at my blog, shotinthedark.info. This show and the blog from whence it sprang, uh, shotinthedark.info, have had a bit of a tradition. Speaking of Second Amendment issues, back in the early days of my blog, even before I had a show, I used to refer to uh, a fellow named Wes Scogland, who was then a senator from Minneapolis, a state senator from Minneapolis, as Wes, <clears throat> and I say this um, I say this as a matter of historical fact, I referred to Senator Scogland, who left the Senate in, I believe, 2004, 2006, as, and I quote, a lying sack of garbage. In fact, that was his official name on my blog and on this show in its early days, Wes, Senator Wes lying sack of garbage Scogland. Now, it was not civil. It was not my my proudest moment as someone who has always tried to approach relations across the aisle civilly and constructively and as a battle of facts rather than invective. And so I'm not the proudest of that appellation as as I am of, of much else in my career. It was not civil. It was not the better me speaking, but it was accurate. I mean, if it came from West Scoglin's mouth and it was about guns or gun owners or gun laws or gun crime or the Second Amendment or its history or its legal or, or facts behind it, it was a lie. Full stop. Because that's what West Scoglin did. He lied about gun owners. My favorite poll quote from all of his history, from our mutual history on the subject, was this. In 2003, when my blog was almost a year old, he opposed shall issue, uh, shall issue carry permit reform because he said in the Star Tribune that allowing citizens uh, shall issue uh, carry permits, in other words, requiring this, the state to give you a carry permit if you weren't disqualified and you applied, you met all the criteria, you're over 21, you took a training course, you, you passed a competency course, and you passed your background check, they required you to get a carry permit. And he said... In the Star Tribune, unquestioned, unfact-checked in any way, that it would allow gang members to get carry permits. Now, I'm pretty sure then as now that he knew better, like all Democrats making absurd, stupid claims then as now. But again, then as now, DFL politicians can count on their voters and the media that connects the two of them from being, let's, shall we say, less than adept at critical thinking. And and to say, hey, Mitch, you're being uncivil again. No, I'm not. I'm being accurate. To be a DFLer is to be not much of a critical thinker. Anyway, it's been almost pointless to note which Democratic politicians have inherited the, the, the lying sack of garbage appellation. It's generally easier to point out the ones that tell the truth than the ones that don't. But an op-ed this past week in the Star Tribune uh, by Senator John Marty kind of showed us the image of Senator Marty, who has been a longtime, let's say, adversary of this show and blog, basically rolling around in a slop pit of lies, slander, and dishonor, basically putting himself on the short list to inherit that less-than-civil title. Uh, Senator Marty is proposing to try to repeal uh, the the law passed in 2015 that allows people with carry permits to carry at the Capitol without having to notify the state. Right now, if you want to go to the Capitol complex, which is the Capitol, the state office building, the Senate office building or slob uh, on Rice Street, and by the way, the Minnesota History Center, 
uh, it was previously illegal to carry it all. And then after shall issue, you had to notify the uh, head of capital security that you intended to carry with a letter that they would keep on file. And in 2015, we passed a law that, that said you know, they have the same access to your carry permits as anyone else has. And there's never been a problem. So by all means, if you are someone with a carry permit, carry anywhere you want in the Capitol complex. And this op-ed from Senator Marty was, well, when I say the lies of a sack of garbage, I mean, this was like like Nancy Nord-Bentz-level prevarication. Quote, the sight of people flaunting assault rifles is becoming commonplace at political rallies of Trump supporters and right-wing causes. During the past year, Michigan, Oregon, Kentucky, and Idaho all had incidents where people armed to the teeth because there is there any other way Second Amendment supporters are armed other than to our dental work and dressed for combat, walked into their state capitals to threaten public officials. It's so cute, by the way, I should point out, the party that has no problem with, quote, anti-fat thugs patrolling the outskirts and aftermaths of their, their peaceful protests and that employs woke culture to intimidate dissenters at schools or in the workplace and anywhere in the public square. And by the way, let's not forget, six, the IRS on their opponents has suddenly developed scruples about intimidation. Oh, more on this when we come back, because the DFL is assuming that DFL voters just aren't that bright, or at least not very good at thinking. More when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. AM 1280, The Patriot. Limitless access to intelligent talk. Stream AM 1280, The Patriot with our free app, your smart speaker, or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities, but serve worldwide. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. That's right, designed to heal, and now I agree. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor for Pete and Seth selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. That's correct. Each of the four ingredients deal with inflammation on a different metabolic pathway. That right there. Approaching your pain from four different angles may very well be why so many Americans find such wonderful pain relief. If you have back pain, shoulder, neck, hip, knee, or foot pain from exercise or even just getting older, you must order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. I think it could. Give your body what it needs to heal itself. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-500-8384, relieffactor.com. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. Now's the time to start thinking about your spring home improvement projects. Sandow Construction can give your home curb appeal with new siding. Sandow Construction is celebrating 30 years with a special offer. No interest on your project paid in full within 18 months. Minimum $5,000 purchase. Visit SandowInc.com for details. That's S-A-N-D-A-U-Inc.com. Call 888-534-6898 for details about credit costs and terms. For new accounts, the APR for purchase is 28.99% subject to credit approval. 
You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. AM 1280, The Patriot, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Mitch Berg in for Brad Carlson on the Closer Edition. Brad will be back next Sunday. I'll be back to normal on Saturday uh, next week. Saturdays from 1 to 3, my normal uh, place at which I hold court. The headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, where I am always... Yeah. Hey, now, so we're talking about Senator John Marty's, uh, frankly, idiotic op-ed this past week. I haven't even gotten to the bottom of the barrel here yet. I mean, again, John Marty, a senior member of the party that cuddles up to Antifa, that basically aided and abetted the destruction of a couple of poor immigrant and uh, people of color neighborhoods uh, in this past year and has basically turned a blind eye and up its nose at the ongoing ap- atrophy of the rest of, uh, of, of the Twin Cities for political grounds. It, it's, it has a problem. With and by the way, the party that is that is we have no idea what we're going to do about uh, law and order. And by the way, if you ask for law and order, well, that's just a sign of white privilege. Uh, we, we're we're this is this is John Marty's political party, and it's so cute that they're getting the vapors about law-abiding citizens bringing their law legally entitled firearms to the places that the people own. Oh, it gets worse. Uh, And I quote Senator Marty, 50 years ago, it just wasn't this way. In 1967, when the Black Panthers walked into the California state capitol heavily armed, there was strong bipartisan support for prohibiting the carrying of loaded firearms. Then Governor Reagan and even the NRA supported the Mulford Act. Oh, when people on the left start quoting Ronald Reagan, stand by for a tsunami of mangled context. I'll say it right here. Ronald Reagan was not perfect. He was a man, not a god. His response to the Black Panthers was among the dumbest of his very few mistakes. And Marty deserves to be told as such. He continues, by the way. Now, however, when it is largely white conservatives who are taking guns to capitals, the NRA and the Republican Party seems to consider it perfectly appropriate for their allies to use guns to intimidate political opponents. I can't speak to Senator Marty's sense of proportion or his emotional stability, but given that the people with the guns are all universally people who are over 21, have passed training courses and multiple background checks, proving that they are better bets, criminologically speaking, per capita, than the House DFL caucus as a body, one might suggest that Senator Marty is crying just a little bit of wolf and either doing it ignorantly or, again, more likely, presuming his DFL audience just doesn't care that much about the facts. Quote, We do not allow people to bring guns into county courthouses, (laughs) into many big office buildings in the Twin Cities, or at Vikings, Wild, and Twins games. Where do you start with this garbage? First of all, we don't, Minnesota law doesn't allow carry in any courthouse, federal, state, county, or municipal, anywhere. Because the law that Senator Marty was in Brown when it was passed in 2003, the Minnesota Personal Protection Act lets the judicial branch make those decisions by itself. So he's wrong, and I suspect he knows it, and I expect he knows the typical DFLer doesn't know any better and doesn't care. By the way, the office buildings and sports venues are private property, something that... God, Senator Marty's party doesn't have a lot of respect for otherwise, as we found out in our first two segments talking with Lisa Hansen. They have the ability, misguided though it is in this case, to ban firearms on their property, which, by the way, is one reason I rarely, if ever, patronize major league sports in this state. He also points out that 32 other states require people to walk through a metal detector before getting into their state capitol buildings. To which I reply, who cares? Who cares? That's other states. This is our state. And our capital is safe. Never mind the paranoia of people like John Marty. Did I say paranoia? I meant it. Let's also say either pathological dissembling or ignorance. 
He went on to say, and I quote, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus urged their members to show up armed to committee hearings in 2013. There were almost 150 notifications for one such hearing in 2013, almost triple the number of the entire previous year, notifications that you want to carry a gun to the legislature. A hearing on gun legislation does not pose any greater safety risk, blah, blah, blah. And here's where you know that you're dealing with someone whose alliance to the truth is is circumstantial at best and not tethered in reality. He's talking about the hearings on the gun grab bills that we covered in 2013 on this very broadcast, which happened to be a year before the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus was formed. Now, the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, uh, with which, in full disclosure, I volunteer, I'm not a I'm not a, a governing member in any way, shape or form. I'm not an executive, but I am a volunteer. I participate. And they have never urged people to carry a firearm anywhere for any reason. They leave that up to the discretion of the citizen who is qualified and has a permit. But they've never told any member to carry anything anywhere. And again, in 2013, when the, uh, the, the bottom-feeding jackals of the DFL tried to exploit the Newtown Massacre to, uh, to, to ban significant entire classes of firearms in the state of Minnesota, roughly half of the firearms in Minnesota were on the block during the 2013 session, uh, the Gun Owners Caucus didn't exist at that point. Now, the Minnesota Gun Owners Civil Rights Alliance certainly did. And it was certainly active and certainly played a pivotal role in beating back Senator Marty and his bottom-feeding, ghoulish attack on the Second Amendment in Minnesota at that point. But again, the Gun Owners Caucus didn't exist, and the Gun Owners Civil Rights Alliance, again, urged no such thing. Senator Marty is either lying or is counting on the fact that his the DFL uh, body politic just largely doesn't know that much better. The Gun Owners Caucus was founded in 2014. Gokra, G- the Gun Owners Civil Rights Alliance, has never said any such thing. Marty is either lying or assuming his audience is too stupid to know better. And by the way, there's nothing that says the answer can't be both. Oh, yeah. One of the things that got left out of the op-ed somehow or other... That 2015 legislation that allows citizens to carry firearms at the Capitol prior to they have a carry permit without having to notify the legislature to the head of Capitol Security legally with a, uh, with a permit. John Marty voted for it in 2015, along with a bipartisan majority of both chambers of the House. Such a, a, an overwhelming support that Mark Dayton signed it. John Marty is lying to you. And if you live in Roseville, I'd like to say you deserve better. You need to convince about half your neighbors that that's the case, maybe more. But let's get on that here, folks. Shame on you, Senator Marty. You're supposed to be a better person than that. Thanks for tuning in. God bless you all. God bless America. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, everybody. This is Dennis Prager. I'm headed back to Israel in October 2021 for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour of the key sites and best places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Come home inspired, renewed, and empowered by the experience. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity. Come with me in 2021 by calling 855-565-5519 or book online at standwithisraeltour.com. 
Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing. But are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. Well, I moved into the house in uh, the summer of 2018, and the siding was terrible. Hi, I'm Dave from Matamidai. I got a hold of JTR through friends. It almost looked like uh, a giraffe. There were dark stains where the water had saturated the old paint that was on it, but there were other things that needed addressing, and uh, there were a multitude of things from putting doors in and railings and and doing some electrical and things like that, all of which JTR gladly folded into the contract and took care of for me. It was an amazing transformation. In fact, my brother-in-law, who had visited before we had the siding done, when he came back about a month after it had been done, he stopped out in front of the house and called me and said, what's your address again? Because he couldn't believe the difference. Contact JTR Roofing now for your siding, roofing, and window needs. Happy, 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 happy 20th birthday.